Hello and welcome to this episode of HBCU. I'm your host, D. Brown, CEO. Joining me today is the 13th president of Clinton College and a graduate of Morehouse College. Please help me welcome the Reverend Dr. Lester McCorn to HBCU. Dr. McCorn, I'm so glad to have you on the show, man. Thank you, D. Brown. I'm glad to be with you. Hey, look, you got a rich history in HBCUs, and I want to just jump right into the program and ask you, how did you end up going to uh, Morehouse College? Oh, wow, great story. Um, I grew up in Worcester, Massachusetts, a uh, very small African-American population. I was a church boy, so okay. I grew up in church. Um, I started preaching at an early age, so I knew I wanted to go to college. I just yeah. wasn't sure where. In my senior year, I was having a conversation with our presiding elder's wife, uh -huh. who asked me, what are you going to do with your life? Where are you going? I was like, I don't know. She said, have you considered Morehouse College? I'm like, Morehouse? What is that? Right. Right? And then she says, you know, that's Martin Luther King's alma mater. So yeah. King was my hero. Right. So I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Tell me more. She said, it's an all-male school. I was like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, count me out. And then she says, well, Spelman College is right. across the street <laughs> right. at all women's school. It's like, okay, tell me more. Balance it out. <laughs> exactly. And then she told me about Benjamin Elijah Mays, who was the president of Morehouse yeah. and King's mentor. And um, the more I heard about him, the more intrigued. And really, my whole time at Morehouse, as much as I loved and tried to live up to King's legacy, yeah. I was so impressed with Benjamin Mays. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's how I got to Morehouse, but that legacy is what kept me at Morehouse. Right. So do you remember the first day you set foot on campus? Oh, my What, what was that like? God. <laughs> my pastor tells the story of when he came down to visit me yeah. uh, to help open my first bank account. I'm a real poor kid. He opens my account, gives me a little money, and we sitting in the, in the bank, and I didn't remember this, but he did. Yeah. I was sitting there and I said, I've never seen so many beautiful black women in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he starts laughing. So he tells that story for years up until he died. Yeah. But being on that campus, the culture, obviously being with your people is just a great feeling. Right. Um, a college that gets you, understands you, yeah. um, is fighting for you, wanting the best for you, cheering for you. You felt that you right. know, when you came right. on the campus. And you could be authentically yourself, HBCU. Right? Yeah. You, you can be you yeah. on the campus and be celebrated at seeing other people who have a similar story. Right. So who were the people on campus that uh, mentored you and took you under their wing and, and helped you uh, along that journey? Yeah, there was so many. You really felt like the entire staff was rooting yeah. for you. And I think we have the similar experience at Clinton. My mentors, however, um, my religion professor, Dr. Aaron Parker, he was my advisor. Uh -huh. He um, was a young PhD at the time when I was there. I mean, he might have been in his 30s. He went straight from Morehouse into a PhD program yeah. at Emory and had his PhD by the time he was like 27 years old. So he was a professor we all looked up to. And then the dean of the chapel, the Martin Luther King Chapel, yeah. Dr. Lawrence Edward Carter, uh, who <laughs> remarkably is still there. He's been the dean for 40-something years. Wow. He's 81 years really? old. Really? Wow. But he was my mentor. I worked as a chapel assistant yeah. uh, in the chapel, and that was a unique opportunity for us to be mentored by him, but also the exposure we had to all of the amazing speakers, leaders, and lecturers yeah. that came. The chapel assistants often got, you know, front row seats and yeah. sitting down and talking to them. So that experience, and then the older students were mentors to me. Yeah. Um, the the gentleman who became um, the president of the SGA, Adam Smith, 
was a mentor. I looked up to him as a big brother. And eventually, I, you know, I pledged Alpha Phi Alpha. Yeah. And so those brothers were like big brothers because I grew up without a brother. Right. So these guys were my brothers. So it was a combination of faculty, staff, and older students who became my right. mentors. So talk to me about Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Uh, I know you pledged at Morehouse College. And, yes. Uh, what role did that play in your in your life then and now? Perfect complement to my Morehouse experience was being a part of Alpha Phi Alpha. I didn't know about fraternities. No one in my family pledged a Greek letter organization. Yeah. Um, so uh, the exposure, obviously on the yard, you get to see everybody. You know, right. you go to your first step show and you're like blown away by this. And then you see them in a different light, even without their colors. You know, you're seeing the leaders on campus right. who are part of the D9. Um, I really didn't look at any other fraternity. When I saw the Brothers of Alphas, like, that's it. Of course, Martin Luther King was an alpha. Yeah. So that's, the, that's one of the few areas we kind of disagree. But yeah, we, I understand. I'm going to let you continue. I, I understand. I understand. It's your show, so I, got, I can't say nothing about that. <laughs> but, but the Brothers of Alpha, I mean, in turn, and you know this. Nah, you, but, you, know, yeah, it's all you, love. You yeah. identify right. with, you know, and you couldn't see yourself pledging anything else, right? right? That's right. So, I mean, for me, I didn't see myself pledging anything but alpha. And... And I, um, when, once I was exposed, I was like, this is amazing. I, um, I actually became president of our chapter yeah. when I was there. So I, I was freshman class president at Morehouse. Okay. So I've always been a leader. Um, and I love being able to have influence and impact for good, right. obviously. And, and a lot of the leaders on campus were, were alphas. I also, um, little tidbit, I think you know this story. Um, I was in the movie School Days, right, yeah. with the Brothers of Alpha. So right. when Spike Lee came to film on our campuses, both at Morehouse, Clark, and Spelman, um, he had a step show, and uh -huh. so the winner of the step show got right. to be in the movie. So, right. <laughs> so we won the step show. Here's a bit of trivia, though. The sound in the step show scene didn't come out the way Spike Lee wanted it. So Spike sent us a video of the step show and asked us to learn everybody else's steps. Yeah. He flew us to New York at 40 Acres in a Mule studio, yeah. sat us in front of the big screen, and we stepped in sync that whole scene. So the sound, the booming of the stepping yeah. in that is the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha. Wow. Yeah. So And, and I often That's run into people now who tell me, I went to an HBCU because of school days. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. who pledged that I pledged because of That's that true. scene of That's Alpha Phi Alpha true. and the step scene. Yeah. What was that experience like, though, just being part of that whole production? Oh, my as a God. College student? Well, you know, D, you don't even realize at the moment how special it is. Yeah. Like here, 35 years later, I'm running into people telling me this story. Um, for us, it was like a part of the magic of HBCUs. Yeah. We just kind of took it for granted. Yeah, yeah. It's like, here we are at HBCU. Yeah, Spike Lee went to Morehouse. Right. So obviously, yeah, this is our story. Right, It's right. just that our story gets told to the whole to world. To the whole world, 